20 years ago, Tom Skidmore asked me if I would MC the Salvation Army Hope in the City Breakfast. I thought it was a one-time affair, but over 20 years later, I'm still emceeing it, and I absolutely love it. And the person who's responsible for putting that together is Mike Leland, who's a divisional secretary for public relations for the Salvation Army here in BC. And he is my special guest uh, today. Mike, good to have you here. Peter, thanks. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. What drew you, first of all, to the Salvation Army to be employed by them to do what you do? Well, that's a great question. <clears throat> um, you know, it's funny, Peter, because I, I had seen many postings coming up for the Salvation Army uh, over my career and, you know, for different levels of directors, for director of communications, director of fund development. Uh, I never once thought of applying because I thought, well, I'm not Christian. I, I can't work for them. Uh, and I think that's one of the biggest myths out there. Um, you don't have to be Christian to work for this organization. Um, I had my own company five years ago. Uh, we helped out nonprofit organizations with branding and fundraising strategies. Uh, I was hired by um, the divisional commander here at the time on a six month contract to help them run their Christmas campaign. And after that came campaign, he, uh, he put his arm around my shoulder and said, what would it take for you to come here and work for us? And uh, five years later, you know, as they say, the rest is history and here I am. Uh, and to answer your question, uh, I fell in love with the organization right away. I mean, the people here are just some of the nicest people you will ever meet. They're genuine, they're heartfelt, uh, everything they do. Uh, really comes from a place of groundedness, humbleness, uh, and then the work they do, the work we do, I should say, uh, helping people who are less fortunate. And, you know, it's not always the image you, you see on TV where it's, you know, you're absolutely down and out on the downtown east side. That's, that is a portion of the people we help, but, you know, we help families, um, children, parents, uh, people struggling to pay their you know, their light bill and they need food, we're there for them. Um, you know, we help during emergency disasters. Uh, there's so many things, there's so much breadth to the organization. Uh, it's just an absolute pleasure to work here because you can give back in so many ways. Uh, you said in, in your opening that, that uh, you're not a Christian, uh, but have you been influenced by the Christian philosophy of the Salvation Army over the years? And, and if you have, <laughs> how, how has it impacted you? Yeah, well, another great question. So, you know, I'm not a Christian, but definitely I'm a spiritual person. Um, you know, I, I do believe. Uh, and you know what? They've let me go at my own pace, Peter, honestly. And it's been a bit of a journey. And, you know, I'm, um, I lead devotion sometimes. And it's not about me knowing scripture and passage and verse. Uh, it's about me sharing my feelings and my thoughts uh, with a group of people, uh, they're very accepting and, and very tolerant and very open. And I would lie if I, I, I would be lying if I was saying I'm a little more, more open now. Um, and, and certainly I just love the vibe. I mean, it's just a great vibe here. So I'd say there's been a bit of influence, yeah. 
Well, I think uh, Mr. Booth uh, years ago had uh, something in the back of his mind, uh, whether or not he was really thinking of, of the Salvation Army being around the world. I mean, he was obviously mm -hmm. the east side of London many years ago when he started this. Uh, have you read any of his books uh, or any ab about him and what his philosophy was? Yeah, absolutely. You know, soup, soap and salvation, right? You can't. And I think it applies today still, um, you know, you cannot, if you're hungry, if you don't have a home, you can't focus on anything but those two things, whether it be employment, education, um, taking care of your family. So being able to provide just, you know, the basic necessities for people, we take care of that, then we can start to open doors in other ways. Um, you look at some of the school elementary feeding programs right now, they, they talk about kids can't focus on school if they're hungry, you know, it's sort of the impetus of the program. So it's, the philosophy is still, still relevant today, you know, you feed them, shelter them, and then we can take them to the next step. So um, yeah, the man certainly has, uh, if he was around today with social media, you know, he would certainly be an influencer. Uh, and his wife, Catherine, has one of my greatest quotes of all time, um, you know, to change, to change the, the future, you must disrupt the present. And I think that is just such a, a fitting quote. And um, yeah, they, they would, their philosophies are around today for sure. Now, you and I have been uh, working together with the Salvation Army, primarily the breakfast and other things that we've got involved in for about 20 years. How long have you been at the Salvation Army? Uh, I'm coming up with five years, uh, five glorious years here, and um, seems like just a couple of months ago I joined. It's been that kind of journey. So you weren't there when Tom Skidmore asked me to MC. You came along maybe 10, 15 years later. Yeah, 15 years would be good. <laughs> so what drew you to the Salvation Army? Um, you know, at, honestly, Peter, at the time it was the work itself, uh, the contract itself, uh, which drew my company here. Um, but then, like I said, shortly after working with the people here, uh, understanding the mission, understanding the impact the organization has in communities across BC, uh, across Canada and the world, uh, it just became apparent that this was the type of work I wanted to stay, stay on and do. So what, what would you say are your main responsibilities? Uh, as the Divisional Secretary of Public Relations, I oversee everything that is marketing and communications related here. Uh, I oversee our government relations arm um, here in British Columbia. Also oversee all of the special events. So, you know, you mentioned the Hope in the City Breakfast. Uh, I oversee the Kettle Program, our iconic Red Kettle Program that runs every year. Uh, those are my main responsibilities. And so what is the biggest single challenge for you? The biggest single challenge, uh, that's a good question. Well, uh, before two years ago, I would, my answer would probably be a lot different, but honestly, over the last two years, it's been the pandemic and COVID and trying to uh, do the things we do in a world where, you know, there's just so many restrictions, uh, there's so many dangers, um, you know, it, the pandemic has impacted 
everything, everything from the breakfast where we weren't allowed to gather in person. So we had to shift to an online format. Um, and then this year we ended up partnering with Global BC and doing a, a television version of the event um, to the services we provide. You know, normally we have uh, feeding programs running in communities across British Columbia, the downtown east side. We have one of the biggest feeding programs in the city. Uh, and we would have hundreds of people come in and sit down and enjoy a hot meal. Well, since COVID happened, we can't do that anymore. So we had to instantly change direction and uh, figure out a way to still help people while following the rules you know, of the public health authority. So we moved to bag lunches, um, our shelter programs where we would have 50 people in a room overnight in freezing temperatures. Well, because of social distancing, you know, we've had to switch um, the way we do that. So we're now we're only serving 20 people. Um, so it's, it, COVID has posed some real challenges. Uh, this past year during the kettle program, uh, because of you know the vaccination policy and everything, we had a heck of a time trying to find volunteers uh, and find seasonal staff to work at our kettles. And it wasn't just us. I know it was an industry-wide uh, phenomenon. Volunteers across uh, British Columbia were really hard to come by, whether it was our organization or you know UGM. We just couldn't find the people to come out and, and support us because of public health authority regulations, which are needed for sure. But yeah, they certainly put a wrinkle in our plans. Do the BC provincial government have any influence on what you do or? Uh, BC Housing is a huge partner for us, Peter. Uh, they provide us with roughly half of our income. Um, if we didn't have them as partners, uh, we certainly wouldn't be able to run a lot of our transitional housing um, facilities, our shelters. Uh, it's because of them that we can shelter uh, the amount of people we do every year. So what, what, is, what is the biggest challenge you face? Personally? Or through the organization? Both. Both. Um, I think it's just the unknown. Peter, constantly day to day. Uh, we don't know whether we're going to run a pro be able to run a program. We don't know if we're going to be able to help this certain group. Um, it's that unknown is, is challenging. And for me, I'm a planner and having to constantly have an A, B and a C plan uh, is a little more challenging than just having an A and a B. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest thing, Peter, is the unknown. From my perspective, uh, and many as I've been involved with the Salvation Army, your reputation, uh, the Salvation Army's reputation is impeccable. Uh, how, how, does that, how does that fit your lifestyle and, and what you bring to the Salvation Army? Well, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, for me, when I first came in, you know, as a, somebody in public relations and marketing, uh, and fundraising, our personalities, you know, typically tend to be overt, right? We're, we're extroverts. Uh, the Salvation Army is a very humble organization, and they go about doing the things that they do very quietly and without praise. So that was a bit of an adjustment to take what I normally do and scale it back a bit and, and put a different lens on it, put uh, a little more humbleness to it. And by humbleness, I mean just, you know, toning it down um, in some areas. In terms of the, the work we do, it, 
it fits my personality. I mean, I'm, you know, have always been taught to help others out, to give back. Um, and, you know, my favorite quote of all time is Mahatma Gandhi is be the change you want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. So I can't really fathom a more fitting organization than the Salvation Army to live out my personal philosophy in giving back. So who would, uh, what, what position do you have to have at the Salvation Army to wear a uniform? Are, are they different people? Yeah, so our people that wear uniforms are officers, and they're technically members of the clergy, uh, okay. whereas people like myself, uh, we are staff members. Okay. So that's the biggest difference. They're ordained uh, ministers. In... Yes. Okay. And, and that's a priority before they can wear a uniform. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do, do they serve in other jurisdictions or other countries? Do they begin in England and move here, or how does that work? Um, well, in Canada, we have a, what's called Booth College, Booth University. Um, so Winnipeg, and they go right? there. It's in Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, recently uh, announced that it's being moved to Toronto, which is, which is great. Uh, but they start there, they go through a program, uh, and then they're out in the field uh, doing good in communities across British Columbia. Um, we're in over 130 countries, 132, I believe, is the, the latest number of countries around the world, Peter. Uh, over 400 communities in Canada and here in BC, we're in 50, over 54 communities in British Columbia. So yeah, they are national and international. So how would you describe your biggest challenge in BC? biggest challenge in BC. Um, I think in BC, it comes down to being, you know, it's sheer competition, Peter, when you're talking about uh, raising funds and raising dollars. uh, There are so many worthy causes out there. And we are such a small market um, that it's just, you know, competing with the UGMs who are a great organization and a great partner in many respects, Covenant House, again, another great organization, um, the cancers, the heart strokes, all incredibly worthy causes. And, you know, you can only, people can only give at their level, a certain level, and they can only give to a certain amount of causes. So really it's trying to, you know, put yourself out front and make a case uh, for our organization, why, you know, their hard-earned dollars should go here. And I think that is the toughest challenge. I think if you ask anyone in the nonprofit industry here in British Columbia, uh, they'd say something very similar, just the sheer competitiveness of the, the market and the field. Uh, and so, and you, you have to overcome that somehow. You have to overcome that somehow, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we don't have the biggest budgets. Uh, we're not Coca-Cola or Nike. Um, so you've got to, A, have a great case, right, and, and which we do, I mean, and B, you know, you've got to demonstrate impact, and I think for the Salvation Army, that's one of the things that is in our favor. We really demonstrate impact in communities. Uh, we're visible, we're out there. Um, take the floods, for example, the recent floods in the Fraser Valley. Our emergency disaster services team were on the ground the day of. Um, helping first responders and evacuees. Um, and we've been there since the flood started. We'll continue to be there through the recovery phase 
but we had uh, nine trucks out in the field. Our emergency disaster units were out in the field. Um, we had no less than nine of our ministry units uh, in the lower mainland helping out the communities that were hardest hit. So Chilliwack, Abbotsford, um, we were helping out in Kamloops, in Kelowna, even in Maple Ridge and Langley, we had our ministry units contributing to the floods. So, and people see this. And so they recognize the work we're doing and they recognize the impact we have in communities. Uh, and, you know, at the end, it does pay off for us. Uh, throughout COVID, we've been very present. We've been very upfront, um, you know, mostly because we had to. There, people went from being full-time employed to not having a job to needing a meal and where they would come is our feeding centers. And, um, you know, it was a very visible display of how we have impact in the community. So uh, one of my last questions is how, how has the Salvation Army developed its impeccable reputation for so long uh, in, in so many different communities, certainly here in British Columbia? Uh, that's a really good question, Peter. I, I think, you know, just through service, like dedicated service, being there on the front line, um, being open to everyone. Um, you know, we, our services are available to anyone without judgment. Uh, you walk through our doors and you're served, regardless of race, religion, sexual orientation. Uh, if you're in need, we're there to help. Uh, so I, I think that is a big part of, of why we're so recognized and, and why we're counted on. Uh, I also think we do things very efficiently. You know, as an organization as large as we are, we in some cases have the buying power to leverage donors' dollars from $1 to 3 or $4. So that really helps us. And honestly, um, I've worked with some of the smartest, most talented people I've ever worked with in my career, including for-profit organizations, uh, big ones um, here at the Salvation Army. So I think it's a combination of things. And then it's all wrapped in this humbleness and this genuineness that, you know, is kind of hard to find out there these days, Peter. Mm. Now, this, this podcast obviously will be in British Columbia, but it also will go uh, somewhat across Canada. Uh, and um, and it will be in in a, in a book that I'm putting out uh, uh, in, in in May and June. Uh, what what one thing would you like to say to this audience, which is uh, I, I won't say I won't say large, but it's uh, it's significant. Yes, you know I think for me it's it's be genuine and be consistent. Right, you can As never. Charity. What's that? As a charity. As, as a charity and as a human being. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I think Fair it applies enough. to both. Good. Yep. Be genuine, be consistent over time, and, and that's going to serve you uh, or your brand um, very well. I mean, we always, you know, my mom always told me, you can never go wrong by doing the right thing, uh, but you got to do it all the time, right? Yes. And so... Be genuine and be consistent over a period of time, and I think you'll be served well. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's a good quote to, to end on. 
Mike, thank you so much. Uh, it, it's an honor for me to be involved with uh, you uh, and the Salvation Army here in BC. And, and I've spoken for many of them across Canada and uh, always been treated with uh, the greatest respect and kindness and uh, courtesy and happy to do whatever I can, uh, when I can, for the Salvation Army and particularly you and uh, your division. So thank you for being here. Much appreciated. Well, Peter, it's a real honor to work with you, sir. And you know that we go back 20 years uh, and we're blessed to have you as part of our organization. Uh, and this province is blessed to have you uh, as a philanthropist and just genuine all around good man. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right. God bless you, my friend. God bless you.